Welcome to the MedTech Talk podcast. Probably not the voice you were expecting. My name is Rory McCann, and I produce MedTech Talk. Our previous producer and host, Tom Salemi, has moved on to some exciting new projects, and we wish him the very best as he lives out his own creative innovation, which is central to the many stories we cover on this podcast. We will continue the MedTech Talk tradition of bringing interesting guests to our show, each extraordinary leaders, innovators, and pioneers in their fields. And speaking of extraordinary leaders, innovators, and pioneers, I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce the new MedTech Talk host, as well as give him an opportunity to share more about his story. I'd like to welcome Jeff Pardo, partner at Gilda Healthcare. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the MedTech Talk podcast. Thanks, Rory. I'm not sure I'm totally deserving of that uh, introduction, but it was very nice, and I'm really excited to be hosting the show. Awesome. Jeff, can you share a little bit about yourself, your background, and just also how you got into this industry? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. I It was not a straight line getting into uh, med tech. At Brown University, where I went, I was a history major. I uh, actually didn't take a single science class. I took some economics classes, but they were uh, really boring, and I really didn't uh, have any interest in it. And uh, But I also recognized I really didn't want to be a history professor, and I didn't know exactly where history would take me. So I started exploring, after graduation, how to get into business. And my first job was actually doing oil and gas consulting, of all things, another area that I had really no idea what I was doing. But I actually was born in Latin America, was put on teams that ended up working in Latin America in oil and gas, and had a terrific experience. And that was my entry into business. But then my initiation into medtech really began with Synthes, and that turned out to be pivotal to my uh, career development. Why is that? Well, it's funny. Synthes was, at the time, people probably know now that uh, Synthes was bought by Johnson & Johnson, huge acquisition, like $20 billion. But at the time, Synthes, while it was reasonably large, it was still run like a smaller company. It had a founder uh, that owned uh, a majority of the company, was really able to shape the culture in the way that he wanted to shape it. And part of that was in really tight relationships with clinicians. Uh, in particular, he really mandated that everybody spend a lot of time in the operating room working side by side uh, with clinicians. That's actually not so easy anymore to do in the current uh, kind of regulatory environment. But at the time, we were in the operating room all the time. And, uh, and it made me realize that I wanted to contribute to innovation on a larger platform and, in fact, companies in many different uh, medical specialties. So is that how you got into venture capitalism? Yeah, exactly. So I went to Wharton. After Wharton, I had a chance to uh, work with Cardinal Partners, a general healthcare uh, venture firm in uh, Princeton, New Jersey, and then ultimately went to Spray Venture Partners back in my hometown of Boston. And uh, really was lucky in both cases to learn from uh, some amazing uh, mentors and entrepreneurs in their own right. Uh, Brandon Hall, John Clark, Dan Cole, Kevin Connors, all these people had a tremendous um, impact on me, and it was really an apprenticeship uh, for a business that you can't teach in a classroom. How so? At Spray was, you know, some of the most, um, I think, important experiences for me in terms of how to get companies started. We started about half the companies in our portfolio with the entrepreneurs, filed patents in many cases for these uh, companies. But one of the more interesting experiences was with Facet Solutions, 
which we had invested in. The CEO stepped down unexpectedly in 2007. And actually, I remember Juliet Backer, who is now Longitude, but at the time was with Pequot, uh, approached me and said, well, she was on the board and she said, uh, do you want to run this company? And I was just, you know, pretty young guy. But I said yes, and that's an important lesson for me as I've gone through my career, is even when you're not sure sometimes, just say yes to things, and usually important learning experiences come out of it. And that was an amazing experience because we took a product that was still in a prototype stage, yet in the clinic, in the early clinical trials. We refined it into a very slick procedure, and we brought it into a full-scale pivotal trial. Uh, and the device itself was working uh, really well. Uh, but we also in- endured a lot of funding challenges. 2008 to 2011, as listeners uh, to this podcast uh, probably remember, it was a very difficult time in medical devices, and in particular for spine PMAs. And unfortunately, we weren't able to complete the project. We ended up selling to Globus in 2011. And uh, it was not a financial success, but so many lessons came out of it for me. I'm sure. So what did you do after that? Well, I went, I went back to Spray for about six months. But during that time, I also was introduced to the folks from Gilda Healthcare. And I'd never met um, anybody from Gilda, but got to know them and really appreciated their strategy of jumping into U.S. MedTech at a time that a lot of investors had rotated out of the segment. Why is that? Well, in 2008, there was a financial crisis. So that was a time when you saw a pullback from a lot of things. But also at the time, there was a lot of issues with uh, regulatory frameworks in medtech. It was a pretty onerous or difficult relationship with FDA. Issues with reimbursement were starting to crop up. And a lot of uh, investors were simply hadn't really uh, had the depth of background in med tech and didn't know how to navigate some of those challenges. So they ended up rotating out. And Gilda really brought a fresh perspective in. They saw that great products had been developed and the ones that were surviving really were worth investing in. And so the last 19 years, Uh, For me, personally, it's been an amazing uh, journey through all of that, you know, through the ups and downs of medical devices and through uh, seeing now a public market emerge for venture-backed device companies, which really enables some of these companies to stand on their own two feet uh, rather than than sell out to a bigger company. Um, And there's also a whirlwind of challenges and opportunity as the regulatory and reimbursement uh, landscape shifts. Yeah, I mean, you weren't kidding when you said it. it's not a straight line. That is quite the journey. Yeah, I've, I, you know, I've, I've enjoyed every moment of it. I mean, not that there haven't been really difficult uh, times uh, with various uh, companies, but really have enjoyed every moment. It's incredibly challenging business. But the really what makes the difference are the people in our business and how dynamic people throughout this business are, you know, not only the entrepreneurs and investors, but the clinicians also that are really on the front lines implementing what the engineers in our companies uh, do. So it's really cool to be around, you know, inspiring people on a daily basis. And that is a great perspective to bring to the MedTech Talk podcast. Yeah, when I was approached to do this, uh, you know, it's exciting to think about what you might like to bring out in a podcast like this. And for me, it really is kind of what I've been referencing in terms of individuals, their stories, 
and my own story, knowing that it wasn't a straight line to get here, the chance to interview people and hear about their stories, the experiences that shaped them as they were growing up, as they were getting into med tech, um, and really understand you know, what makes them tick, the, the things that they've learned that have made them successful, and the really tough experiences. One thing I'd like to do is highlight you know, failures in our business and the ability to come back from failure, the ability to turn around situations, that's something that's not celebrated enough in our business, I don't think. Um, you know, people sometimes hide from uh, the more difficult experiences or it doesn't go on their resume necessarily. And I'd like to start to, you know, I have a small uh, role in changing that and bringing a spotlight to uh, more difficult things because we learn so much from those experiences. So you'll hear me and some of the guests that we'll bring on the show is really understand kind of what were situations that they failed in and, and what came out of that in the hopes that, you know, people listening to uh, to the show will really be able to grab onto something and maybe it helps them in, in the situation that they're in. And, and then we'll also tackle some of the big challenges in the business whether it's reimbursement, regulatory, commercialization, what it means to take a company public. But it'll really focus on some of the guests that we have lined up here. Well, I'm very much looking forward to these conversations, and I'm sure our audience is as well. Do you have any final thoughts to share just before we kick off the new season? Well, I love this business, uh, and I, I love medtech. Uh, I really have devoted now nearly my whole career to it, minus that a couple years doing oil and gas. But seeing the impact uh, the companies have on our patients, seeing those uh, technologies really change lives is incredibly gratifying. And I'm really, really excited to be talking to people on the front lines of our business and uh, bringing their stories out. Uh, And I think it's going to be a really cool, cool podcast. I agree. All right, MedTech Talkers, we have some great guests lined up and are really looking forward to producing in-depth monthly interviews with the people who are making the biggest contributions to healthcare. We look forward to that and hope you will join us along the way.